Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. All right, eight minutes after eight o'clock, one more hour to go. Green and Growing, so glad you are with me on a Saturday morning. Happy to be joined by experts. I think that's what makes the show Love the calls, love the questions. This is a slow time of year, um, and that was the case with the Lawn and Garden Show and Walter Reeves as well. Uh, not a lot of active gardening going on in the wintertime, so many of you are just more apt to sit back at home with your coffee and passively listen. And, uh, you know, nothing to really call in about right now, which is totally fine. Um, but then, you know, we get into spring and get geared up, new plants, things we want to try, and... Um, you know, I love it. So uh, Ada, she's listening, and she has a notebook and coffee ready. So a lot of you do, too. But who I do have on the phone with me this morning is Rick Smith, the pruning guru. And you can find more about him at pruningguru.com. And you and Bruce Holiday came on the show a few months ago. Always something to talk about, Rick. And I'm glad you reached out to me in this case uh, because, like you and many others, customers are freaking out, noticing damage to all kinds of plants, some of the ones that you have seen firsthand Daphne even, uh, viburnums, distillium. I mean, there's a lot of things that folks are looking at freaking out, right? Oh, yeah. As soon as I started walking um, customers' gardens about two or three days after the freeze, I let my office know and said, we need to get a newsletter out now because we're about to see some damage and we're about to get a bunch of phone calls. And, mm-hmm. of course, it happened, and I was glad to see that other professionals were putting out uh, bulletins as well um, to say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Be prepared. So at least the customers, or should I say homeowners, mm-hmm. um, were more aware, and now they're informed on what not to do. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you're on my Facebook page, you know, commenting and responding to uh, listeners' questions. Mickey Gasway's on there. Bruce Holiday's on there. So if I don't get back to people, I've got folks like you kind of checking out the page, too, giving folks advice. And Mickey Gasway's telling them much the same. Wait and see. Three words that we're going to need to really exhibit patience over the next few months. Wait and see. Um, is that the same case with uh, Daphne as well? A couple of folks have asked me about their Daphne. Ah, uh, man, I'm so disappointed with my Daphne. Yeah. It got it got hit, too. I'm so glad that the bark hasn't split on them. We may not get as many flowers as we have in the past mm-hmm. um, because some of the tips of the buds were burnt. Of course, the foliage had completely come off, so that is definitely a wait and see. 
that is definitely something you don't want to prune uh, until you see what has happened damage-wise. Yeah. I think one thing that I may go out and uh, check out, I've got three hellebores, Lunt and Rose. You know, they stay evergreen all year, and two of them had a couple of flowers when the freeze came, and it just, you know, got wilted and soggy and soft, and then those flowers died. Uh, what I may do to those hellebores is just go ahead and cut the top couple of stems and leaves that got damaged, but those should be pretty hardy because they are so cold tolerant, right? You know, it may not be a bad idea to leave those on there okay. for insulation. Oh, good point. Uh, just like climbing fig, for example, uh, some climbing figs on the walls, uh, they, when they've uh, grown out uh, and they look like they need to be pruned, but that part got damaged, mm-hmm. you want to leave that on there uh for insulation for the uh, part of the plant that's up against the wall. Remove it after the weather starts getting warmer. I'm glad you brought that up because Carolina Jessamine, the same. Um, mine's going up a, a, a four by four post, you know, that's part of the pergola. My friend Carol has the same. And the um, Carolina Jessamine didn't lose its leaves. Uh, some are still green, but a lot are brown. But very good point. Even climbing things like that and vines leave the outer part that was more exposed that maybe got the freeze damage so that it can insulate the rest. That's that's great advice, Rick. Um, so one of the conversations on the Facebook page from a few weeks ago, I shared a photo of Paul's Sago palm, and it's got about, I don't know, five or six fronds that you can definitely tell um, are dead. Now, I want to ask you what to prune right now. Is there anything that it's appropriate to prune? And I was thinking Paul and Jan from Milledgeville is actually on hold and has called about a sago palm as well. Um, obvious damage to the leaves with that. In that situation, okay to cut those? That's further south and it is here in Atlanta. So they probably didn't, I'm not quite sure how much damage that they got, but if they have a lot of foliage on there, I would definitely just kind of leave it until, you know, for sure that we're out of the chances of another bad winter coming because we're still early in the winter. Yeah. We can still get another snap. That's why it's so important to wait and see. But maybe just a couple of fronds. I mean, like in the case of Paul and you and I were talking four or five fronds. Yeah. Okay to cut. Yeah. If you have one, if you have four or five, you know, or even three fronds, I think the picture that you sent, uh, what I saw on your Facebook was three or four of yeah. those. Yeah, you can uh, remove. And I liked your comment about how just go ahead and put mulch or something around the crown to insulate it. That was great. Oh, thanks. So if you have a if you have a bunch of uh, foliage and a lot of it's burnt back, just leave it on there just for insulation. And then once it starts warming up, then go ahead and cut it off. Yeah. Y'all want to know what to do with some of these leaves that are still on the ground? Pile those leaves up over things. If you've got some bulbs you're still trying to protect, uh, if you're like me, you leave your canna lily and elephant ear bulbs in the ground. I had done that previous to this freeze, but pile those leaves on top really, really thick uh, to protect and insulate some things. So uh, give me just a couple other things that your crew may be pruning right now, though. You know, hollies didn't receive... Um, a lot of damage or any damage Um, you know the Chinese and Japanese hollies the Chinese being like the Nellyar Stevens or Rotunda hollies the compacta hollies which is the Japanese uh, they're the ones that people get confused looks like boxwoods Mm -hmm. those didn't really receive any damage anise uh, crepe myrtles most plants that are deciduous really did not get damaged by the cold. But crepe myrtles, you want to go ahead and start pruning them now anyway. 
if the plant should not, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but no crepe murder. We don't need to cut them all the no, way back to no, the main no, trunk. No, no, Let's no not cut them like that. Just because your neighbor did it that of, way doesn't mean you do. <laughs> the rule of thumb is you don't have to prune a crepe myrtle. Yeah. You know, the only reason you prune crepe myrtle is, you know, you want to keep it at a certain height. You know, bringing it down a third to maybe a little bit more, but bringing it down by half. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Um, yeah. Okay, so anise, hollies, uh, crepe myrtles, palms, yeah. if there's only a couple of fronds. What do you do about banana trees? I'm not super educated on banana trees. So my banana uh, tree, I, I cut it down uh, two or three weeks ago, and you can cut it down now. And then just put pine straw around the crown. I mean, bananas, that's a plant, believe it or not, uh, that's a hard plant to kill. Oh. Uh, even up here. Uh, just insulate the crown after you cut it down. Well, Rick, I know you are very active uh, with the Georgia Urban Ag Council and our friend Mary Kay Woodworth, and also you chair the Georgia G-Clip. What does it stand for again? Georgia Certified <laughs> Landscape Professional. Yes. And uh, there's uh, uh, probably about 300 to 320 that are uh, certified. So if you're Georgia certified, you're also Alabama certified. Oh. And we're always you know, looking for ways to help the industry and promote the industry and i was supposed to be down there in griffin for a meeting friday until thursday bodie financy sent me a mm-hmm. bunch of pictures and said that uh probably wouldn't be a good idea because that's right where the tornado hit yeah yeah so no one was really coming into or out of griffin yesterday prayers for them they were hard hit um and i started off the show by saying you were coming on we're going to talk about cold damage but just uh, one last thing, I want to get your advice. If we're looking up and seeing some limbs that broke off some trees or looking down, um, and a lot of those large limbs have fallen, they were, they were you know, in, in the thunderstorm or they got some wind damage or whatever. What's your advice about pruning that or leaving it or what should we do? My advice is calling a professional tree company, okay. um, you know, that have certified arborists. If you have a tree company that a pickup truck, and a saw in the back of the truck, and they come up to you and say, hey, I'll cut the tree down. No, because uh, more than likely, those people do not have workman's comp. Yeah. You want a professional tree company that is going to advise you, and they will definitely be safe when it comes to doing the job. Yeah, knowing that they're insured and knowing that maybe they can just limit up, you know, not taking the whole tree down, but really give you some sturdy advice, maybe a cheaper price if they're just kind of cutting uh, back affected limbs. So, well, Rick Smith, the pruning guru, I so appreciate you coming on the show today. This is all very timely and really good information. Um, How do folks find you? On my website at pruningguru.com or they can actually call me at 678-445-1495. Love it. Love having you on the show and want more folks to get into the industry and become Georgia certified landscape professionals, too. Um, Thank you so much. You know, we'll be in touch. I'll probably check in with you in the spring and see how things are going. Is that cool? Absolutely. All right, Rick, have a great weekend. Thank you again. Thank you for having me on. I love that. Really good, timely information. And Jan from Milledgeville, I hope you got your question answered about the sago palm. If there's a lot of fronds, if there's a lot of growth, Rick recommends to leave it. But if there's just a couple of fronds, cut them. Cover it over and make sure that it's uh, going to be insulated for round two, what we might possibly have as another freeze. Uh, 404-872-0750, your calls, your questions, and Pike Nursery and Landscape Design with Brian Albini coming up next on WSB. (music) 
All right, the weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing right now. It's still 34 degrees, folks. It hasn't changed at all since 6 a.m. when I came on the air. It is going to get up to about 46 for most of Metro Atlanta. Sunny and chilly, but wind gusts up to 25 miles an hour today. And then mostly sunny with a high of 54. So, John, my husband, if you're listening and you're headed out to the golf course, I hope you dressed warm. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. And now I'm blushing because he's totally going to text me and yell at me. <laughs> like, Yeah, you're going out to play golf. I know it. I know you are. Uh, all right. Top three things to do in the landscape this weekend, this week, whenever you have time. Rain is coming back in the forecast, though, uh, perhaps as early as Tuesday. So number one, be on the lookout for local nature centers, uh, their websites, their Facebook posts, master garden groups. You can follow the groups that are outside of the county you live in. A lot of those webinars and classes are free. Uh, they're offered to the public. North Fulton Master Gardeners, Cherokee County Master Gardeners, uh, the Cobb County Volunteer Gardeners as well, uh, Dunwoody Nature Center, Atlanta Botanical Garden. I could go on and on. All things, upcoming events, you can find on my website, wsbradio.com slash green and growing. Number two, dream of gardening. Plan ahead to things you want to see outside. Maybe uh, plotting out a bulb garden if you want to do more bulbs. Read a blog, read a garden book, watch a video, do a free webinar, and see what you can learn and ideas from others in the industry. Uh, Monrovia, Southern Living Plant Collection, are a couple of fun ones to follow. Dram Tools, D-R-A-M-M, I follow them, and they put out some really cool stuff. And number three, take inventory of your tools. What do you have? What do you need? Uh, Look at what's broken or needs sharpening, and wash those garden gloves, too, if you tend to reuse them and make them last for a full season like I do. Uh, I throw them in the wash with some mild detergent, hang them up to dry, and that way they're clean and ready for spring. 404-872-0750. Tommy calling from Cartersville. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Uh, I was hoping your uh, guests would talk about maybe uh, pruning some fruit trees you know, with this roller coaster weather. You know, I'm, I've been a vegetable gardener for, you know, a good many years, but I've uh, got me up some fruit trees with the apples. Uh, I've got like, you know, four or five apple trees of different varieties and uh, a couple of different variety of peach trees. And I actually got uh, about three bushels of apples last year. Wasn't as good a quality because, you know, if you look at the orchards up in LJ and, and up that way, they keep them pruned back like fingerling looking plants mm-hmm. or trees. And uh, they put out less apples, but they're more quality. So uh, I was just wondering if it was a good time. I've got some little small uh you know, maybe uh, tiny little buds because of this warm weather we've had just a week or so ago. And I just wonder if there's a, uh, you know, a good time or a bad time to, to, to prune the fruit trees. You know, and that too is dedication year round, 12 months out of the year, pruning and establishment in those first couple of years, Tommy, as you know, and making sure it grows to the right shape and all of that so that sunlight can really infiltrate it from the top. I'm going to share that. I don't have time to get into the advice of pruning fruit trees, but I'm going to share that on the Facebook page later today. I promise. Uh, Search Green and Growing WSB on Facebook. I will have the publication from the University of Georgia Extension about pruning that. And also February is a good time to start thinking about spraying the leaves with horticultural oil before leaf break and making sure that we don't have those unwanted pests too. Coming up next, Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. It's green and 
Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 8.35 on a Saturday morning. Good morning. Glad you're with me. Uh, Talking all kinds of things on the show today. Had a really good time. Uh, We recently heard from the pruning guru, Rick Smith, talking about the cold damage. And if you missed any of that, he came on at 7.30. He was on for the last hour um, 7.30 to 8.30. I'm going to post everything up on the website later. WSBradio.com slash green and growing. He said a lot of really, really good things. And I know it's going to quell your fears and it's going to make you feel a lot better. So I have a lot of work to do today when I get home. Uh, a lot of Facebook posts I want to share with you. The podcast of the show so you can listen back to Rick and others. Um, Tommy just asked about pruning fruit trees. So I'm going to share the best guide from the University of Georgia Extension uh, about pruning fruit trees so that you can make sure you're on point, doing it at the right time. And I'll also post a link to uh, Premier Tree Solutions for any tree damage you may have incurred that happened with the storms on Thursday. Yeah, and our thoughts and prayers to the folks in Griffin who are struggling still with power outages, damaged structures, damaged homes from Thursday's tornadoes, and folks in LaGrange and Hogansville, the Troop County area as well, and a lot of damage in Cobb County as well. So, uh, you know, help out those communities if you're nearby, if you can. All right, at this point in the show, want to go to the phone and talk to Pike Nursery. And right now with me, I've got Brian Albini. You've heard him on the show before, landscape designer for Pike. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? Really good. Happy New Year, since we haven't spoken since the New Year. You as well. So I was looking back at my notes from last year, and we had you on at precisely the same time um, last year. And now you're back this year. Why is this a good time to really start up this conversation about landscape design? Uh, I am so excited, Ashley, because, you know, spring is in the air. It better be. And and um, when you think about the the turnaround time for doing a design and then to installation, we're probably six to eight weeks out. And so that puts us right into March, and now is the time to start doing your landscape designs to uh, to beat the spring rush. That's a good point. That's a good point. So I have uh, a landscape designer such as yourself come out, survey the yard. You listen to my hopes and my dreams and what I want, which mm-hmm. you actually did get stuck doing that with me. This is not hypothetical. You actually oh, did. Oh, a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. We had a good time, but it went exactly like you all have always said it would. And I told you kind of the things that I thought I wanted and the colors and the scheme. And then you came back and kind of one up some of them. And it's like, well, you wanted this, but what about this? And I was like, ooh, I hadn't thought about that. So in the time that you leave a customer's home and go back to the drawing board, so to speak, and come up with a design, about how long does that take you to come up with the design first? Usually that's a couple weeks. And then, you know, and then after that, once we start going into uh, to pricing and, and maybe making a few tweaks and revisions and, you know, it stretches out into uh, that four to six week range. Okay. And this time of year, too, uh, we keep telling folks and we have since November, December, is still a great time to plant trees and shrubs. New stuff in the landscape. The roots have a chance to develop and they're not under any stress. So they could really start seeing uh, the changes, you know, in the next month or two as you slowly begin to install some stuff in their landscape. Now, granted, a lot of those things aren't going to be 
flowering just yet or fully leafed out, you know, in the case of a new tree or something like that. But, I mean, we're getting it set for spring. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, just this week we did a, a renovation for somebody's backyard and she was so pleased with the outcome because the, the structure was different and it was clean and it was um, really uh, redone. And it's just going to get better as she goes into spring and things start to bloom and, and pop and leaves come out. I love it. Um, and, and I want to talk to you, too, Brian, about the different levels, you know, depending on the money we have to spend. Um, you mm-hmm. come out and come up with a design plan, and of course, there's a cost mm-hmm. for that. But then, if mm-hmm. someone wants to go all in with you guys, they don't have to lift a finger. You do all mm-hmm. of the planting, but you have some of those gardeners that are like, "Well, if you tell me what to plant, I can do that myself." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, and and that's we've really set things up to where we can meet everybody's needs, uh, whether it's a, a quick on-site consult or if it's a, a full-blown design. And, you know, as you mentioned, the, you know, the design fee is 549 But if we do the installation and if you spend, you know, 3500 bucks in plants and materials, that, uh, that base design fee gets credited back to you. Oh, nice. And even better, we've got a, a promo going on where if you uh, book your design by February 1st, you'll get a $100 gift card uh, that you can use towards you know, anything in the store or, you know, the plants on your design and anything like that. Gosh, that's going to be really, I mean, you could make $100, a Pike Nursery gift card, go a long way. You, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so book the Pike Nursery landscape design by February 1st, get a free $100 gift card that you can use toward the purchase of plants or whatever it is that's part of your design. Um, and then when you're ready to install the design, what do you have for folks there? So when you're ready to install the design, you will get that, um, if it's, again, if it's over that $3,500 in plants materials, you'll get that 549 back. And you kind of give folks that idea, right? Like if you're saying, you know, I've plotted out in the design three Vitex, five camellias, a couple of trees here and there, whatever, they're going to have a, a ballpark idea of what that's going to cost if it meets that $3,500 threshold. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's easy to get there once you start to think about um, plants, soil amendment, mulch or pine straw, you know, all those things that go into it. Um, it's pretty easy to, to hit that mark. Yeah, absolutely. So if I just want to spend the 549 and that covers mm-hmm. four hours of your time, um, kind mm-hmm. of walk me through that like you did with me. What can folks expect as you come to their home? Oh, great question. So what we'll do is I'll come out or one of our designers will come out and we'll, you know, we'll walk around and we'll talk about, you know, your objectives, uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to keep, what you don't want to keep, any um, favorite colors, anything like that. And then I'll, I'll stick around and do a, a base map and measure everything out so that we can do all of our designs to scale. Um, from there, we'll get the design over to you for you to review it. And all of our designs come with uh, one free revision. Oh. So if there's something that you want to tweak or something that you, you know, gave it some thought and you're like, eh, I really don't like that type of plant, <laughs> then we can, you know, we can adjust that. It's not a problem. Perfect. All right. And if folks want to meet you and they're not quite sure if they want to have you out to the house or not, maybe husband and wife need to come out, meet you, talk to the designers, kind of get a feel for this. Uh, folks can meet you and have a free conversation coming up. Yes. 
on uh, next Saturday, the 21st, we've okay. got a um, Meet the Designer event at all of our stores. And so you'll be able to, you can sign up online uh, at our website under classes and events um, and reserve a slot, or you can just, you know, swing by. Um, but yeah, we'll be there from 10 to 2. And you can sign up for a 30-minute slot, and we can kind of talk through what you want to do at, and, and get a better feel for what we do and, and how we the, the process goes. That's really cool. And if folks like what they hear next Saturday and they're sitting across the table from you or one of the other designers and they're ready to book the appointment, then you can you can get them going. We can get them going. We'll take them right up to the cash register and uh, get them set up. Um, they'll pay for the design, and then uh, one of our team members will give them a call later that week to schedule an appointment that uh, works for their schedule. And since that's next Saturday, you're obviously booking it before February 1st, so you still get the $100 Pi gift card. Exactly. Lovely. Yep. All right, and speaking yes. of classes, too, um, <laughs> Pike Nursery's locations are going to be very busy next Saturday because all of you, the designers, are going to be there from 10 to 2, mm-hmm. but there's also a free class. Yes, the um, rose classes next week. That's a great one. I love that. Growing roses. Everything folks need to know. That's at 10 o'clock, um, I think, except for the Buckhead location. That's going to be at every Pike Nursery store. Mm-hmm. That's that's right. And, yeah, so that's, that is a good one. I mean, we, we have so many classes, and uh, we really try and be your, your neighborhood garden center to help educate you so you can get the most out of um, your, your enjoyment and playing in the dirt. Well, so you've got our backs, too, as far as, you know, putting in those shrubs, trees, rose bushes count, camellias, azaleas, anything. You've got our backs because maybe if we didn't plant those quite right or the environmental conditions weren't, you know, what they should have been or whatever, that guaranteed for life uh, Mm -hmm. quality value that you guys have with those plants. Yep. Yeah, all of our trees and shrubs guaranteed for life. And, you know, that really speaks to the the type of quality that we bring into our nurseries and our stores. And, and, um, you know, we really stand behind our our products. Absolutely. And I've had that. I mean, I've had to do it. I've had to bring two Sky Pencil Hollies back and no questions asked. I had my receipt. I I even had the plant tags just so I could remember, you know, going back in. Um, I got a replacement plant, you know, so I knew exactly that I was getting the same thing that I lost. Um, so save on a new landscape and a landscape design through Pike Nursery. PikeNursery.com is where you go to get started. And as the scrolling little headline and the pictures on the front page, it'll certainly get you to the Home Landscape Design Service page. Brian, if we've got a minute, I do want to ask you, um, you know, Rick Smith, the pruning guru, and I spent a lot of time um, talking about landscapes after that freeze we had around Christmas. And I'm sure the Pike Nursery locations are no different. The plant experts are hearing from a lot of customers who are experiencing those worries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. And I mean, what a historic weather event. I mean, it yeah. was it was nine. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, it's, it's really, it's no different than a tornado coming through or a uh, tree falling and stuff like that. It's, it's a, it's a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and you know the good news is that most of these most of these shrubs are like all the tea olives in my yard have dropped their leaves, mm-hmm. and that's a good sign. You know, plants that are alive drop their uh, push their leaves off, and um, you know we'll wait until spring and and kind of see what uh, what flushes back out. But we're we're optimistic. Now, what what advice do you have for maybe some of the perennials that look like they got 
you know, bit a little bit, or even the cold weather annuals. I mean, some folks are saying they're pansies. They're trying to come back, but the the leaves are a little faded. You know, some of the green color has gone away from the leaves. So what gives with the perennials and like winter annuals like that? You know, if you see any cold damage, um, you'll likely start to see some new growth and you can cut out that cold damage, that that brown mushy stuff. Um, Same for perennials and annuals. you can kind of see what's made it, what hasn't, and um, you know, start to cut away some of the dead leaves. Yeah, on these perennials especially, too, I think, because you're going to be able to see the new growth or the existing growth that made it just fine. So. Yeah, and most of the perennials, like daylilies or hostas, coneflowers, all that stuff's gone anyway. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's nice and insulated in the ground, but, you know, stuff like your coral bells or your uh, Lenten roses, you know, you can cut away the, the damaged parts and let the new growth start to flush out. Well, Brian, I really appreciate that. I know you are so familiar with all of the plants that you recommend and put in landscape designs for customers and stuff, too. And again, if they're interested in getting to know a landscape designer next Saturday or just want to know more about the breakdown of what the program costs and the different stages and bits and pieces that they can start a landscape design through you all, how do they find you? Uh, they can go to pikenursery.com. That's the, the best place to go. We've got all a lot of information on there. Um, and we've got tabs for the landscape, uh, tabs for classes and events. So that's a great resource. Well, Brian Albini, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thanks for the time you gave to me, too. I mean, I've planted a little bit here and there. You know, it kind of has to go in oh. stages, but I can't wait. It's going to take, you know, maybe, what, two years for it to really start to show everything kind of grow in size and fill in but i can't wait it does and yeah you're very welcome that was a fun project to work on and i can't wait to see how things uh, progressed over the years and an added perk you got to meet shadow (laughs) i mean who doesn't want to come to my house and meet shadow she's pretty awesome (laughs) well thanks brian Mm. happy new year and have a great saturday Thank you, Ashley. You as well. Thank you. Find out more information about that promotion if you book a landscape design appointment by February 1st on the website, pikenursery.com. We'll be right back. Thank you, Scott. With just a few minutes left in the show, want to try to get Debbie from Roswell in here on the phone. Good morning, Debbie. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah. Every time I've fertilized indoor plants, according to the indoor directions on the container, the plants have died. What are you fertilizing? What plants? Of course, you know, I don't know the names. <laughs> you know, the ones that the, the dogs and cats can't eat. Okay. The hardy ones, the ones that are supposed to be easy to grow. Yeah, big, broad, leafy, green, yeah. pretty. Um, yeah. How often would you say you're fertilizing? Okay, I've only done it twice in years of having indoor plants. Okay. And when you say it dies, like what's the symptoms? They just I mean, literally wither and die. Leaves turn brown, crunchy, and yeah, then the plant yeah. dies. Yeah. I mean, they just, you know, first get limp and weak and then they just die. There's so and many. My plants look weak now. There, well, there's so I'm, many questions to be asked um, and not knowing exactly which plants you've got, but how often are you watering them? Like, do you water them all at the same time or are you watering yes. them? Yes. Okay. Well, no. Um, I use a water gauge. Oh, okay. That's so why. I only water them when they need it. Yeah. The um, I'm just drawing a complete blank on the one that is a very common one. You know what I'm going to have you do, Debbie? Because it, it it bothers me that it's not just one, right? Like you're saying, there's a few of them that that are 
this is happening too. Um, I will be quite honest. I rarely, if ever, fertilize my indoor house plants. Um, orchids I do once a year and probably could do another time. Um, but the big leafy ones like in the Dracaena family or a Monstera or even my Croton, uh, Peace Lily, ooh, I, I, I don't fertilize them that often. So I'm almost wondering if maybe we're overdoing it or doing it at the wrong time. I know you said you're following the directions. Um, but like when they slow down this time of year, you know, and they're not putting out a whole lot, a lot of new leaves or anything, they're not really itching for fertilizer. Um, and two, the soil that they go in initially, when you pot them up and bring them into the house, that soil has some nutrient value to where the first, you know, few months or year, you don't really need to add additional fertilizer because a lot of those potting mixes come with some nutrients. So um, I'm going to get your number off the air. And I kind of want pictures. I want to do a little bit more back and forth with you because you could have uh, some pest, some bug that you are not realizing is also kind of a contributing factor to that. I know it's frustrating. There's so much to think about with houseplants that they're receiving the proper light. Uh, if they're low light, they're in a darker area. If they're high light, they are right in front of a bright, sunny window. So, Debbie, hang on. I'm going to get your phone number off the air. Thanks to everybody that was part of the show today. More calls as you start to awaken out of this winter sleep. I know we'll do more uh, back and forth here on Green and Growing, but check out the Facebook page later on today for a lot more information. Follow me at Green and Growing WSB. Have a great Saturday. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.